Okay, so tell me again about the hash bar. Okay, what you want to know? Hash is legal there, right? That's legal, but ain't 100% legal. I mean, you just can't walk into a restaurant, roll the joint, and start puffing away. I mean, they want you to smoke in your home or certain designated places. And those are hash bars. Yeah, it breaks down like this, okay. It's, it's legal to buy it, it's legal to own it. And if you're the proprietor of a hash bar, it's legal to sell it. It's legal to carry it, but but, but that doesn't matter. Just get a load of this, all right. If you get stopped by a cop in Amsterdam, it's illegal for them to search you. I mean, that's the right that cops in Amsterdam don't have. Oh, man, I'm going. That's all it is to it. I'm fucking going. <coughs> Jonathan Holland. <coughs> Jonathan Holland. What's it, what do you think his middle name is? <coughs> Rasputin? Ah, shit, I used to know this. Jonathan Rasputin Holland. It's not something cool. It's something, like, basic as fuck, dude. Like I just Dean? forgot. Like John Dean Holland? Or David or something like that. I don't know. Is it the D? Does it start with a D? I don't know. It's like... Where are you getting D from? Because that sounds almost accurate. I like Vladimir. Fuck, man. I wish I didn't have to work today. I want to stay home and watch WrestleMania. My name's John Holland. I answered the phone sometimes. And by the way, I never answer the phone. <laughs> <coughs> oh, no, we can't, John. We can't hear you, brother. Cause we can't hear John at all Might have to go into your system settings Make sure your mic is the default mic Make sure you are going to restart Do it, John! We are rooting for you! Alright, Sidless Yes, sir Sidless Watermelon Sidless Watermelon Hey, is the full spoiler for Dominaria up now? I don't know there's some pretty it's officially spoiled. I think, you know, uh, fucking what's the chick's name? Uh, Liliana's brother is going to be pretty gross. Oh, yeah. He's like a zombie, right? Yeah, he's like four or five for four mana. But if you kick him for like six mana, you get eight two two zombies. Just eight of them. Wow. If you can't win the game with eight two two zombies, what are you doing? So if you pay <laughs> 10 mana, you get a 4, 5, and 8 zombie tokens. That's kind of crunk. 10 mana is a lot, though. A lot of shit would have to be going pretty badly for you to get to 10 mana, I'd think. I've been playing uh, Gruul, Green Red Monsters. That shit, that deck's fucking sweet, dude. Um, It's on Arena, so I can't... I'll have Kaladesh, so I can't play uh, PNLR in it, or Chandra. Boom. But I'm rocking like the Jade Light Rangers and the Glorybringers and the Phoenix and the uh, Merfolk Branch Walker and all that shit. Well, I don't have Jade Light Rangers yet, but I'm going to get them. John, are you on? John Ski. Hey, John, are you on? By the way, by the way, I just wanted to say I got a heart on. By the way, by the way, for you, John, all the way, all the way out, dicks out for John. That's beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you. The top of my head is, is really, really performing today. Yeah. Yeah, dog. You guys ready to start?
I don't have any show prep. I just have a couple jokes. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I ever come with. I, I don't know. Morrow's getting a little testy over on his uh, his uh, Tumblr. We could talk about that a little bit. John's always up to point on Morrow's Tumblr. I love that. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. Sometimes the first step to forgiveness is realizing the other person was born an idiot. And joining us from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. Sid Swami here. I wish I could get more attention from John Holland, but since I'm not on Morrow's Tumblr, it's probably not going to happen. And a man who's in charge of PR for Nestle, John Holland! <laughs> Yep, that's me. Um, by chocolate fats. Yeah, we, can't, we can't say that anymore, can we? No. <laughs> when were we allowed to? <laughs> <laughs> by chocolate. Wow, we just transported back to like Magic and Hash episode <laughs> God, I, five. I thought we were past that at this point for saying fats for shock value, but no, nah, we got there. Roads? Where we're going, Sid? We don't need roads. Great Scott! Nobody! No! Chicken! Shut up, Marty! Grab Einstein! Let's go! We're still there. We're still there, guys. You know, actually, no lie, I went to uh, Walmart yesterday for unrelated reasons, and I wound up buying 250 uh, plastic Easter eggs because they were discounted. There you go, and he's gonna melt them and just let billow into the atmosphere. Fuck you, Earth. <laughs> that, that almost sounds like a way to get like, like put on some kind of government list. It's just like, why is he buying so many plastic Easter eggs? You know, like what what, what is he doing? I'm gonna show that global warming exists personally. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> Remember that thing uh, a couple years ago where there was some white supremacist group that was like sneaking racist Easter eggs into like kids' eggs hunts and putting little like Hitler pictures or something in them? Yeah, we need more of that. No razor blades in, in Halloween candy. We need racist jokes. It's wasted on little kids. But the, the, yeah, the parents are like, like why don't they ever have that? Well, they ever have like an adult Easter egg hunt where they put like little mini airplane bottles of booze and pre-rolled joints and, you know, like Valiums and shit like in the eggs. And then you go around searching for them. If you have kids when you're 16 years old, you're never going to own a legacy deck in paper. You know, you give up a lot of magic dreams. You give up on a lot of dreams. I mean, because that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you're having a kid at 16. There, there is like nothing positive that's going to happen from that point forward. Well, you have a new buddy to take to the club and the bar. That's totally true, man. Like if you got like a suave ass, you know, like son, 
that's only, you know, 16 years younger than you take him to the bar. You could be a wingman, dude. You could like uh, be a father son team picking up mother daughter teams. You know, I'm sure that's a thing. I'm sure there's a movie about that. Usually you go to the bar and you're hitting on the young chick and then the cougar comes out of the fucking woodwork. But never are you like hitting on the cougar. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa. A 16-year younger, attract more attractive version of you. That was lucky. What if you're hitting on the cougar and then the fucking granny cougar comes out and you're just like, oh shit, she's way older. Generational cougar den. It all depends if they're buying the shots. Oh, dude, you know yeah. they are. You this know is funny because one of my this this girl I went to high school with. Her daughter just turned 21, her oldest daughter. And her daughter is just, she's a professional cheerleader with an ice hockey team, believe it or not. And, you know, you see these pictures and it looks a lot like her, you know, and and you're just like, oh my God, I don't know how I feel about this. Why are you posting pictures? Like pictures of kids are supposed to be cute and they're, you know, finding Easter eggs with Hitler messages in them or whatever. It's just so weird. And then there she is like slamming shots on her 21st birthday. Woof. Wait a minute. Hockey has fucking cheerleaders. Do they wear ice skates too? How have I never noticed this? Uh, I, you know, I honestly, God don't know. I don't think they wear it. And I, I don't think they do like cheers during the game kind of thing, but they do like the promotional shit. And, you know, when it's fan night or whatever, they're out there handing out the t-shirts. And uh, I don't know if I've ever actually seen. Are there ever hockey cheerleader fights, dude? Because if you made a compilation of videos of cheerleaders fighting hockey style, bro, you would just, that's a license to print money. Yeah, they just they sit in front of the glass right behind the team and they're like, yeah, like trying to amp up the crowd. They smile and they're all missing a couple of teeth from the fights. Take a hockey puck in the head. That really ends a, a cheerleader's career real quick. So did you guys see the meme where like the Easter Bunny comes into the like, kindergarten classroom? All the kids are freaking out. And then they like changed it. So it was like Trump walks in. Grab him by the pussy. And then, like, all the kids are, like, freaking out, like, screaming and crying and shit. It's now, I saw the Easter Bunny thing, but I haven't seen people edit it yet. But I feel like there's a lot of fucking people that you oh, could so put much. in there. Like, Jimmy Kimmel. If Jimmy Kimmel just walked in and all the kids freaked out, that'd be, that'd get, like, a million downloads. Do people still download things? I don't know. I haven't downloaded anything in a long time. Yeah, I don't think you're downloading. I think you're just, they're like, oh, they glimpsed my video maybe maybe i'm showing my age you know kind of like somebody who lived through the depression and they keep a jar of money (laughs) hidden in the backyard but i will download things that i find exceptionally funny welcome you've got pictures because some of that shit you know it'll it'll like disappear because it's too good or it's too offensive or whatever. So sometimes you got to snag it because you just know it's going to be gone. Goodbye. I do that with gifts so that way I can comment like really hilarious gifts on people's shit. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Someone says something funny. You're like, blow the perfect gift just to fucking blow up your shit.
Because there's nothing worse than there's a situation and you're like, oh, I know the perfect gift for this. But then you can't fucking find it because they've called it something stupid or like you're just like Googling for some generic term and you can't find it. So you got to save that shit. You got to right click. File's done. Yeah, like there's one that I saved the other day. It has Vader on like the Dumbo ride. It's like the little airplane ride. And like two of the stormtroopers are standing on the side and they're like waving at him as he flies by. It's just like so fucking funny to see him like just Wait, like- what Vader are you talking about? Darth Vader or Van Vader? And what stormtroopers are you talking about? Star Wars stormtroopers or Nazi stormtroopers? Darth Vader. <laughs> Regular stormtroopers. And he looks. <laughs> yeah, the ones from the fictional ones from outer space are regular stormtroopers. They are. They're not doom troopers. Van Vader was fucking cool. I don't know if we ever did an episode of uh, a oh, segment about him yet, but this yeah. fool, he popped his fucking eyeball back into his socket in the middle of a match. Like, that's some hard shit. And he finished the match and won. What do you think the leather panties were all about? Oh, damn it. We have talked about him before because I remember now because we we've talked about the leather panties before. I think when we talked about Boy Meets World, we were like, why was Van Vader on that show for a few episodes? It didn't make. I know we've talked about his awesome helmet that obviously just had like the kind of remote control you have for your Halloween smoker where he would command it to spew smoke or whatever. When was he on Boy Meets World? You remember when Van Vader was on Boy Meets World? I, I want to say he was on multiple episodes, dude. Was he just like the janitor and he's like, listen, don't do drugs or you'll end up like me. Well, no, because uh, <laughs> Boy Meets World's very special episode was when Sean joined a cult. There was never a drugs episode <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> Topanga? Yeah, dude. Didn't she do porn or some shit later on? No, she's become like a one of those people that's a professional adult child star you know oh yeah but so, there's always this like fake porn videos with people that look similar to people and they're like hey it's Topanga from Boy Meets World speaking of have you ever seen that video of Topanga it was some MTV like uh, spring break or something like that where she gets up there and she absolutely fucking murders give me some more oh she wraps it out yeah yeah I mean like incredible just Spits it, just completely spits it. It's amazing. Worth downloading. File's done. <laughs> File that one under T for Topanga. Well, while we're on the subject of wrestlers, we would be uh, derelict in our duties if we didn't mention the passing of luscious Johnny Ballant. He lost to a truck in a street crossing match. <laughs> oh, man. To get a ref to judge a street crossing match in this day and age, that's expensive. <laughs> I, I would so that would so be worth it to find like old wrestlers in Florida that are near death and just like hang out around them, like stalk them in a refuge form. And when they get run over, you just run out and do the count real quick. <laughs> oh, shit. Or just like have them be like, all right, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you can like stop this Volkswagen from getting through the intersection. <laughs> Poor guy. Who is that guy? Is he famous? Yeah, he was uh, he was actually kind of more in the uh, the region era, and he was in the WWE for a decent amount of time, and then he got out and he did some acting and stuff like that. Uh, he was a little bit of a heel, uh, kind of just kind of like a poor man's Ric Flair, I guess I'd say. Is it like everyone's goal to do acting once you once you wrestle? Because like, isn't wrestling just kind of acting? I guess. 
Yeah, Fuck I yeah. mean, it's half acting, half like uh, I guess some sort of sparring or acrobatics, or maybe. Yeah, you don't want to call it an actual. Well, so there are some matches like uh, Will Osprey versus uh, Ricochet from Best of the Super Juniors back in 2016, where it's like a kung fu movie when you watch it. And you can tell that it's highly choreographed and that, you know, these guys went over this for, you know, days, maybe even weeks. And but most matches like they just kind of you have your instincts like something comes with years of performing at that at a certain level where you just have certain instincts and if you know you pay attention to a john cena match john cena just yells out like what the next move is in the middle well, of yeah and there's the also like a whole series of you know hand signals and stuff they do to kind of help choreograph while they're doing the moves and stuff about when things are coming and all that so i i mean i don't know if that's acting or not God, that ruins the mystique so much when, he, when he, the guy's like, all right, body slam you. <laughs> and you're watching his audience and you're like, uh, duh. But it's like he doesn't want to put in the extra time off off camera. Well, a lot of it, too, is when you're in a match and something goes wrong or somebody might be hurt or something, you've still got to finish it out. You know, they have to call an audible and just kind of find a way to get out of there, you know? Yeah. It must be great to be the guy who wins all the time, like John Cena. Just be like, Every match, it's it's like, oh, get my ass beat for a little while, and then it's like, oh, I fucking got it. Or else, like, oh, I come back, and then he gets me again, and then I just barely triumph at the end, but I'm, I'm always winning. Yeah, that's all great and well and good until Vince calls you into the office and tells you that you're done, it's over, you're going to lose the title. You're a loser. Loser. You suck. At the next WrestleMania, whatever, because how many people has that happened to? Right. Then you start your, your your road back, right? And then you're like, all right, Vince, cool. And then you go back to the, the chain. You're like, all right. Or you just become a drug addict. I'm going to get that belt back. And that's going to be the story that everyone wants to hear is, is, is that Tim Kempter, he, he's the fart master, and everyone wants the fart master on top. You know what I mean? But Vince hates that shit. I mean, he hates good wrestlers. He hates wrestlers that the crowd likes like what that's what's that one uh bearded dude you know who had to had to quit because of his back and then he just recently Daniel came Bryan. right he fucking hated his ass i mean there's no way that he's ever going to be a mainline face ever and getting back to your thing about you know what do you want to do afterwards that dude was gone completely fucking gone i mean you're done if you can't wrestle anymore so you've got to have a plan b does responsibility got you down Coat hanger your fears away and reach for high journey because who has time for plan A when you have plan B? What's Daniel Bryan doing now, Sid? Uh, he's actually about to make his comeback match at WrestleMania today. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about that. Sid, you missed an opportunity. Why didn't you do that like an announcer? What's that one uh, bearded dude? You know, who had to had to quit because of his back, and then he just recently Daniel came. Daniel Ryan, right? Uh, he's actually about to make his comeback match at WrestleMania today. So.
Do you honestly believe this is anything other than a gimmick to get people to tune into WrestleMania, though? Well, yes, because um, it's actually really interesting. This is a big deal because this is the first time that somebody has been forced into retirement because of concussions, but was able the medical technology is at a point now where um, if you really want to fight for it, uh, you can get better. Now, this guy didn't use like stem cells or anything, because obviously that's like, I guess, controversial. Um I don't give a shit, but whatever. Um, he used like hyperbaric chambers and uh, he's just done like a lot of uh, therapy and seen like a lot of different doctors and finally got himself right. uh, cleared but, to compete again. And this is but, huge because there's a lot of people. Having said all of that, having said all of that, you know, even if he's cleared to get in the ring and everything, you know, do you think he's actually going to be in there wrestling or is he going to show up, blah, blah, blah. And then way I'm out of nowhere, you know, he goes down and oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. Because they're really not going to risk him getting hurt again, are they? Well, so two weeks ago on SmackDown Live, uh, he was actually in a segment building up to this match where uh, I'm convinced that he will actually be wrestling. Uh, he did several corner drop kicks. He uh, got power bombed on the apron of the ring. So, I mean, these are very dangerous moves to try and attempt if uh, you have a history of concussions because obviously doing the drop kicks you're leaving both your feet and like landing on your shoulders or uh, back when you do that move and there's like a serious risk of injuring your head and obviously like getting power bombed on the apron of the ring that's just a fucking crazy bump right there like I, I don't understand why they do that I guess they do it, you know, for shock value or whatever. But every time that I see that shit happen, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because it's like, man, this guy's hurt. He's like on the mend. And it's like, all right, well, let's fucking crash him into some shit. And the audience will be like, oh, my God. But he wants to show that he can fucking do the stunts. He's coming back. He's not going to fucking pussyfoot that shit. That's cool. Grab him by the pussy. Fucking sweet. Yeah, dude. Daniel Bryan can fucking hang, dude. Like, this guy has wrestled matches where he, like, detached his retina. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. In the middle of a match, so he's blind in one eye. You know, like, it, this guy is fucking... He, he may be a little vegan fucker, but he's, like, the toughest little vegan fucker in the world, pretty much. <laughs> Weed is a plant. Ayahuasca is a plant. Peyote's a plant. Since that was all I was eating... That's when I realized I'm already vegan, man. Do you think Vince doesn't like those guys? Because once they become super popular, they become like not controllable anymore. They can just start doing what they want. Whatever. I'll do what I want. I don't think that that's it. He just doesn't like when people get themselves over because like his creative department can't take credit for it. Like there is this guy. Uh, back in 2011, Zack Ryder, he started his own YouTube channel called uh, Z. Radio, tell me uh, true Long Island story. And uh, it got over huge. Like, people were chanting for him, we want Ryder. But he wasn't involved in any major storylines. He was just like this jobber guy, you know, like on the lower card. He didn't win that often. I mean, the guy looks great. 
looks like a million bucks, you know, like he can go in the ring, but just never got that big push because I guess like creative didn't have anything for him. But eventually he did find himself, you know, getting in like a United States title reign and stuff like that. But it just never really went anywhere and he didn't get pushed to like the main event scene. And now he's kind of buried man. like at WrestleMania today. I'm, I think he's going to be in like the pre-show battle royale or something. Something, which is just basically a dumping ground for, you know, well, we don't have anything for you this year, so you can be in the battle royale, you know? Royale, yeah. It's all the people that are like, fuck, wish I had my chance, yeah. Because also, this stuff is planned out years in advance, months in advance, you know, so it's not like you can just, somebody gets popular and just show up and have them enter into the contention for a title or something. It's just not like that anymore. Yeah, they've been trying to get this one guy, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. To be like the new John Cena, you know, wins all the time and is just like the top baby face or whatever. So he's main evented four WrestleManias in a row now tonight because he had the match with Brock Lesnar that everybody hated. But then Seth Rollins came and cashed in money in the bank. And it turned out to be like an awesome WrestleMania moment, you know, and then he beat Triple H the next year at Dallas. And then he fought The Undertaker last year and won against him. But it just doesn't seem to be working. And like WWE really wants this to be, you know, their guy. But the fans are more into like, you know, Daniel Bryan or somebody like uh, there's this new guy, Finn Balor. who came from Japan that like the uh, hardcore fans are really into because they followed his career from Japan, you know? Oh, Finn Balor. Check out the uh, ju- uh, Justin Zane's pre-show YouTube channel. I am Justin Zane. I kick butt and take names hardcore style. They have a good recap of that uh, Roman Reigns win. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, my brother. Oh. Who in the world does WWE think they are? The reason I'm like this right now today is because of one person. And yes, I'm talking about Roman Reigns. So my brother represents like probably the popular opinion of uh, fans about Roman Reigns. Now, my mom likes him. My mom thinks he's dead sexy, wants to fuck him. And I'm sure there's a lot of moms that feel that way. And that leads to a lot of money. But all of the marks, the fucking wrestling nerds like me and my brother, I personally don't really give a shit. But my brother, dude, he fucking hates Roman Reigns. And you can tell I don't ever recommend watching any of his videos, not even the ones of me in them, because the production quality is so bad, except for the one that we had Tim produce that one time. That one's pretty good. So watch that one and none of the other ones. Yeah, dude. Produced by Tim from Magic and Ash. So speaking of people that have brain damage <laughs> and of images I've also read clicked on. Files done. What about Ronda Rousey? Yeah, man. 
Where'd she go? Well, she's in WWE. She's making her debut Not match at WrestleMania tonight. Sid, Sid, don't you mean making her debut oh, at yes. WrestleMania tonight only on pay-per-view? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Tonight on the WWE Network, history will be made as Rowdy Ronda Rousey teams up with Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle and takes on the game. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in a mixed tag team match at WrestleMania. Wow, Stephanie McMahon getting in there. Yeah. It's true. It's just like it's, uh, you know, 2003 all over again. So they brought in Ronda Rousey because they basically want to make Stephanie the new Vince. They want to make a star um, out of Stephanie by making Ronda Rousey like Stone Cold. So basically, there's going to be a long term storyline where Ronda Rousey is constantly uh, thorn in the side of uh, Stephanie McMahon, a great foil for. And they're hoping to recreate that, you know, amazing rivalry from the 90s and early 2000s. That's pretty cool. Shouldn't Stephanie McMahon be on like Medicare by now? How fucking old is she? I mean, she's got to be into her 40s now, right? Yeah, I think that she is. She's into her 40s. Um, I think, though, like Mr. McMahon, he didn't really start becoming an on-screen character until he was like in his 40s or 50s. Um, You know, he was the ring announcer for a long time. He'd be with Gorilla and all talk like this. And oh, here comes Brett, the hitman heart. And then he's like, Mr. McMahon, he's like, now I'm fucking evil. This is this is my voice now. But sometimes I still talk like this. He kind of eased into it a little bit because for a while there, he was kind of more like a promoter than a wrestler because he set up, you know, the contract matches and the job matches and stuff like that. But he wasn't actually wrestling so much. Well, right. I think what it really all started with was when Mike Tyson came to the WWE. I sacrificed so much of my life to at least get laid. You know what I mean? I've been robbed of most of my money. Can I at least get a... Hogan had his years. That's when uh, Vince McMahon was still a ring announcer. He he wasn't really an on-screen, um, in-ring personality yet. But he's, he pretty much controlled Hogan, though, right? Vince was like his, his fucking... Kept just cashing in on Hogan. Brother! The whole time. And it was fucking huge cash cow. <laughs> Until it wasn't anymore. Brother! I'm not taking that bump, brother. (laughs) Just want to live in Florida and bang my neighbor's wife, brother. Uh, Vince McMahon, we all know that Stone Cold Steve Austin was the character that made Vince McMahon the star that he was. You know, like there would be no Mr. McMahon without Stone Cold Steve Austin, I don't think. Oh, I'm I'm going to disagree there. I'm going to say that Triple H was really the guy that made Mr. McMahon. (laughs) Dead silence. Yeah, I'm going to need you to uh, go a little deeper on that one, how Triple H uh, made the Mr. McMahon character popular. Because, I mean, I think the Stone Cold argument doesn't really need any explaining because, you know, like. Okay, (laughs) here's the deal. The faces are only as good as their heels, right? And so much of Stone Cold's appeal was that he's just this kind of blue collar redneck guy going up against Triple H and Stephanie and Mr. McMahon, this kind of, you know, corporate uh, overlord kind of thing. 
And I think without Triple H, there really couldn't have been a Stone Cold Steve Austin, both from just the spaces on the roster and how the storylines played out and everything. Otherwise, Stone Cold would have fallen into that same thing as like the Ultimate Warrior and uh, maybe Kurt Angle and some of these other guys where they kind of started him out to be, you know, a true face of it. But then over time, it just kind of peters away. So to keep the thing going, they really had to have somebody strong enough to keep that up. Now you listen here, you dumb son of a bitch. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I think Stone Cold came at a time when people wanted that fuck you attitude, that fucking redneck, like, I'm a fucking powerhouse motherfucker slamming beers and shit. Like, they, they wanted, like, the, the frat guy type attitude. I think he would have thrived no matter what happened, but pinning him against a good heel is, is definitely makes him a better hero, for sure. Well, also, you had to cover for all the times he was injured and everything, and you can only get away with that by doing some of these storylines that aren't as physical. Now, I will, I will give you that. After the injury... Um with the match uh, against Owen Hart, the Stone Cold Steve Austin character did rely more on a rivalry with Triple H that didn't involve as much wrestling. Obviously, he had to still be on TV, yeah. but couldn't wrestle. And it, and it was always about Mr. McMahon setting up this chain of events where Triple H would get to the point where he can wrestle Stone Cold, you know, because it was never just like both of them next week. You know, it was always this like almost season long thing building up to a WrestleMania or uh, some type of event yeah because you can't risk you know stone cold's knees just on a fucking monday night raw you know for sure man and i gotta hand it to snow stone cold like when that guy retired he stayed retired he like he could have shown back up and probably had another run he probably would have won the championship dude it's fucking stone cold but you know, like he's a podcaster now. He don't he don't fucking go like that anymore. He's like us. He's fucking sitting around talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he was a host on a TV show too. One that I watched. It was like Redneck Island. You see that one? It's like Survivor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, I saw that. He was the host of that shit for like three or four years, and I like that shit. It was cool. I think the truth about Stone Cold is that we don't really know how many times he was almost retired just because of physical stuff, and he probably used up all those chips uh, until he couldn't anymore, and he just literally physically can't come back in any capacity. And what the hell happened to Redneck Island? Let's get that shit back. <laughs> right? See, that's why you got to right-click download, man. You never know when it's going to be gone. Goodbye. Did you guys ever see a show called Solitary? And it had like Solitary 2.0, Solitary 3.0, and Solitary 4.0. Hello, my name is Val. Welcome to a unique social experiment designed to push nine humans to their absolute physical, <sighs> mental, and emotional breaking points. <coughs> Locked in isolation pods and cut off from all contact they are not competing against each other, but against themselves. <laughs> Is this even legal? Oh, God, this is so hard. 
In the end, only one will remain. He or she will leave solitary with $50,000. My role is to observe what makes humans strong and what makes them weak. To push. That's the most pain I've ever felt. To prod. <laughs> what? <laughs> Freaky. And to discover who will crack next. Welcome to Solitary 3.0. Was Stone Cold on that too? No, they took these people and they put them in like this cube or like this type of room. And they knew that there was like nine other people in a box just like their box but it was like a prison cell and they had to compete in like all these crazy like fucking games where they didn't know if the other person had timed out so they they had to sit there and hold like a weight and like spin around in a sh- in like on like a bar stool so they're getting dizzy are you sure you weren't watching saw no no it's 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 very similar to that because there is a, a challenge when there's only like three or four of them left they stop letting them have sleep so they're up for like three or four days and when they try to go to sleep they have like sirens going off and shit And then they're like waiting for this challenge. And one of them's like, they're like hanging on these ropes and they like can't touch the ground. Fucking just hang on these ropes. And you don't know when the other people drop out. So you're just hanging as long as you can. And some people, the contest has ended, but the person is still just like hanging there for hours and hours and hours because they don't want to lose. This show is so fucking crazy because it pushes people like mentally to like freak out and like fucking, they feed them like these like little health bars but they're just like no food value in them and it's so fucked up but they signed up for that shit but they had four seasons of it but i think it got canceled because it was like man this is kind of like inhumane but if you look online and find it like that show is so captivating and gripping that i'm surprised that that shit's not around anymore that sounds fucking horrifying dude like oh my god i can't believe that's a real thing That's a little extreme, you know. I don't know if that makes for good television. It's not like a dark dungeon-y type feel. They're like in like a room. But it's like they can't go outside the room, so it feels like prison after a little while. And like they give like this big bouncy ball, and they're like, all right, you know, bounce this ball as many times as you can. So like they're sitting there, and they're bouncing like a thousand times. And then like some guy's like, my arm's falling off. All right, I got to stop. And he hits the button. It's like, you're the first one out. You've been eliminated. People are bouncing that shit for fucking like a day. It's fucking crazy. It's cool, though, what people go through. Because, like, some people start, like, singing to themselves, and they try to keep themselves sane And when you just don't have anyone to talk to. This also sounds suspiciously like having a full-time job. <laughs> or being a single parent. You're like, I'm talking <laughs> to myself again. <laughs> this is insane. So I have to go in here and clean up the crayons again. Okay. Yeah, this is a fun <laughs> activity. <laughs> I think it would probably be more entertaining if it was more like a dungeon setting. You guys ever seen that movie uh, Brawl on Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn? No. Ah, uh, dude. Okay, so it's on Amazon Video. Check it out. You know, Vince Vaughn, this guy, he's, you know... Like, he's been in comedy movies. This movie is not fucking funny at all. It will bum you the fuck out. So he's still fat. No, dude, he's jacked as fuck now. What's it called? It's called uh, Brawl on Cell Block 99. Amazon, you hear that? We're promoting Brawl on Cell Block 99, Amazon. Yeah, get give me free prime. I'm tired of paying for that shit. They went up on the price of Prime again. 
It's like Prime is so fucked up because it's something you have to use to get value out of it, you know? <laughs> like so you have to buy more shit so you can get this free two-day shipping. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's just all right, so I got a movie recommendation for you guys that you probably have to download because you can't find it. It's like a foreign movie. Right-click download. You've got pictures. It's called uh, The Raid. Have you heard of that, John? The I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, so it's like, I think it's Japanese or, you know, I think they're in Tokyo or whatever. But, like, it's like this mafia boss is held up in the top of this fucking huge building. And, like, this cop is, like, the only, like, non- like fucking corrupt cop and he's got like a team of, of his boys and they start at the bottom of the hotel and they fight their way to the top of this fucking shit but it is like the craziest kung fu like gun martial arts movie and it's out right now but it's it's like a foreign movie so it's got subtitles and shit like that but it's like they don't talk very much to the whole movie it's so fucking cool though the movie is great they like fight all the way to the top shit it's so cool yeah dropbox that shit I, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, put, I'll toss that in the Dropbox. It's cool. Yeah, Dropbox that shit. Uh, yeah, we, I, like I got so much shit to watch, dude. Uh, you know, I got to go to work fucking this afternoon. Then when well, I come home, watch WrestleMania. And then by the time I'm done <laughs> watching WrestleMania, it'll be time for Raw. But then after Raw, I'll watch that shit. It's cool. Well, if I can throw a movie recommendation out there, and I will honestly be disappointed if there's anyone in our core demographic who hasn't seen this already, and that would be Gummo. Dude, we've talked about Gummo before. Marijuana affects the memory. Yeah. I did a compilation episode. We talked about like Logan's Run and Gummo and some shit like that. Yeah, man. I still haven't seen Gummo, though. Oh, Dropbox, Dropbox that shit. <laughs> I, I know you write. I know you write. Right click download shit. <laughs> Magic Nash Dropbox, all the greatest movies you'll find. Yeah, there's so many fucked up movies in there. The FBI is just like Jesus Christ. I know. They're like, did they pay for any of these fucking programs? What the fuck? Yes. They're like, and one of them bought like 500 fucking Easter eggs. What is he? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. Like, you see these last few shootings here? Like, it's literally the FBI and the cops are just straight up not doing their job. People are like, hey, uh, yeah, I got a tip about this guy who's going to like shoot up a school or YouTube or whatever. And they're like, eh, fuck it. We got better things to do, like bust balls over the guy with 500 Easter eggs and the fucking Dropbox full of subtitled movies. Yeah, but then when you're on, you know, a thousand of those lists, John, they stop overlooking you. All right. You're, you're the, the guy who's the aggravated assault at most rallies. You're the guy with, with a million Easter eggs. This is not like, you know, waiting to get season tickets or some shit like that. It's not like, oh, well, we can't put you on the list because there's no more space on the list. We got to clear out a few people first. It's like, what's this infinite? I'm on a, a lot of lists, too. It's I, I take pride in it. It's like... Do you think this is because of, like, people doing swatting on, uh, like, Twitch and shit? Because I've heard about that. People sending, like, the SWAT team to people's houses. I think it's because there's some people out there, and, you know, I'm not trying to make any 
broad statements or anything you know how it is it's like fucking 3 30 on a friday afternoon and somebody calls in and says oh hey i know this person and they're doing this that and the other if you're just some fucking you know dumb shit receptionist not even like an fbi agent or something like that and you got plans for you know your apple teeny cocktail hour or something starting at four what are you gonna do you're going to have fun by 4.15. That's what you're going to do. Right, exactly. You're not going to do shit. I really think that's what some of this is. So, John Holland, I got a shipment of the products from our sponsors in. Oh, really? So, I got some Sid Swami sausage. Yes. And I got some uh, John Holland brand toothpaste. Yes. The pepper, the pepper flavor is just, like, unusable. Really? You don't say. Huh. Uh, the anchovy flavor, I could see where some people would like it. Like, some people, like... Um, you know, bar skanks and shit, but it's terrible. That one sucks too. You have to mix them together, bro. It's like a, it's, you know, like two part epoxy. It's like that. Yeah. I had to spend $450 on gum and and tongue protectors. And all it is is plastic wrap and this like fucking metal shield that cuts into my gums. Well, the whole thing about toothpaste is it's all a scam. Because uh, the the reason why toothpaste tastes minty is because mint is actually an aortent for humans. And uh, before they put mint in it, people didn't know if the toothpaste were, was working or not. And uh, it was only like one out of six people used toothpaste back in the day, you know, back in the 20s, 30s. But as soon as they started putting something in that makes your mouth tingle, so we've been trained to associate that taste with feeling like we've brushed our teeth and that we're clean. So it could have been anchovies. It could have been anything. It's just a fucking conspiracy by Big Mint. That doesn't help people's halitosis and bad breath, like scrubbing your tongue with mint shit doesn't stop that? No, it actually doesn't. It's just the flavor of mint is like we associate with fresh? It's just the flavor of mint. Yeah, it's just that flavor that you associate with fresh. And, you know, how long does that last after you brush your teeth? Even with all this shit that claims it's like all day and everything, that doesn't fucking last all day. Come on, you got like, what, half an hour? I don't know. Have you ever kissed a chick who just brushed her teeth and she's like minty fresh? It's so much better than just like having her taste like previous guy's dicks. Oh, look at high class Tim over here. Holy shit. Oh, my women brush my teeth. Yeah, she brushes it. So what's the deal with uh, drinking orange juice after you brush your teeth? I've always been afraid to try it, but like apparently it's terrible. Has anybody oh, ever ac- have you done that on accident before? What happens? It just tastes bad. That's it. Yeah, it just tastes bad. I mean, it's just a you just can't taste the orange conflicts of bad taste. Have you ever eaten anything after you brush your teeth? It just tastes like mint. You're like, oh, that, that just ruined that whatever. Oh, no. Well, apparently Tim's out there eating some ass after the girls brush their teeth. Hey, you know what? As long as they brush their ass, it's all good. If they floss, you know. Can you even imagine if there's an alternate reality where people care more about brushing their ass than they do about brushing their teeth? You know what? You will win a girl's heart over if you tongue or asshole than if you floss her teeth. She's more likely to be like, wow, this guy, he will... Tongue my butthole, but brushing my teeth doesn't mean shit. <laughs> that's fucked up, but true. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, but true. Oh, man. I kind of like want to talk about magic now. This is, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not going anywhere. This has gotten way, way off. Yeah, totally <laughs> off the rails. Wacky news. <laughs> Live from a hookah bar. 
This is Wacky News. All right, so Wacky News. All right, so I guess aliens are real. What do you think of that? Illegal aliens? I always kind of hoped that that's how the world would end, is like an alien invasion. Because, I don't know, just alien invasion movies are so fucking cool. So Okay. Okay, everybody take a gigantic bong rip before I lay this one down on you, okay? So, like, everybody knows... Hold on, hold on. I gotta take a bong... (laughs) (laughs) So everybody knows that the speed of light, you know, it's not really that fast, right? You know how it takes, like, seven minutes from light from the sun to hit Earth? So let's say that there actually was this UFO UFO crash in Roswell back in the 50s, right? And what if that was just like the advance of the alien invasion? And it's going to take them like a few hundred years to get here, but we know they're coming. So they just keep that shit under wraps because what good would it do to have people freaking out for a couple hundred years? Yeah, it's true. There would be like no law and order, man, because people would be like, fuck you. The aliens are coming. I ain't listening to your shit. Well, don't you think they would want to start getting their ducks in a row, preparing defenses and shit? But here's the thing, though, is like if you tell people, OK, in 250 years, the aliens are going to show up and here's the proof. Automatically, there's going to be a certain percentage of the population that's like, fuck you. There's no aliens. They're not coming. What do I care? Blah, blah, blah. We'd argue about it more than we would actually prepare for it. First of all, if we were going to invade somewhere. Would we send a ship with our technology and like, you know, clues on how to beat us or whatever? No, you would send a rickety shit that's like, oh, yeah, here's our best attempt at our defense. And people are like, they're like ready with their sticks and their knives. And then you just come in and you fucking barrel roll them with your fucking high technology bullshit. Just be like, yeah, that's not our shit, motherfucker. We sent a fucking rickety piece of shit 250 years ago. We know what's happening. Do a barrel roll, Fox. Use the barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. (laughs) Well, have you heard those conspiracy theories that, like, uh, the PlayStation and all that is based on alien technology? Well, if people are smart enough to think about, like, setting a fake thing forward first, do you think these advanced technologies are going to be, like, just walking to our fucking shit? And be like, okay. Well, I'm not saying it's fake, but, you know, let's just let's just make the argument here. So they're like a scout ship checking out Earth or whatever. And then like, oh, shit, ha- something happens. They're going to crash or whatever. They probably like destroy all the cool stuff, you know, like throw a thermite grenade on it or whatever the equivalent is. So that way we don't get any of the good shit. But at the same time, there's just like shit in the ship that you can't get rid of. You know, and we're going to be like, oh, check this out. Yeah. There's some rednecks with some fucking welding knowledge out there that probably made some fucking hijinks go on. You never know. You know, he's like, all right, my fucking crop circles aren't really fucking bringing people around anymore. I need to think of something else. Bada bingo. And then the government hides it and they're like, no, dude, I was going to bring, I was going to bring all sorts of people to my fucking garage to buy these knickknacks that I made. You guys didn't see that Simpsons where they had the, the, the angel and stone and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was for a shopping mall, though, dude. Yeah. It was going to the shopping mall. Hell yeah, new mall, dude. I, I hope there's an Orange Julius in there. Love Orange Julius. Didn't they get rid of that shit? Isn't that part of Dairy Queen now or something? Whoa. I hope not. All right, so...
Anyway. <laughs> All right. The annual penis festival in Japan. You know, you might not think it, but it, it's more than just about giant swans. All right, an event in Kawasaki, Japan aroused uh, lots of interest last week. <laughs> of course, that's to be expected with a festival dedicated to the male sex organ. It's been a festival since 1969. <laughs> they, I love this story. Uh, the Festival of the Steel Phallus is what it's nicknamed, and it's been a spring tradition uh, since 1969. And uh, there's people carve all sorts of uh, penises and stuff. It's your boy, uh, skinny penis. Out of vegetables or whatever, and here's a woman. She has a cucumber that's shaped like a penis, and she's putting it in to her mouth. Suck my wiggly dick! Here is a guy with a walking stick that looks like a giant penis. Penis! And he's dancing with it. Uh, lots of stuff's going on here, guys, and... With a culture with, with such small penises, they are really proud to show these big ones. So how much of this festival is actually about fucking, and how much of it is uh, selling penis-shaped tchotchkes? Oh, man. I could really go for a fucking penis-shaped tchotchke. It's like those Russian dolls. I hate them. They're so full of themselves. <laughs> Russian penis dolls. <laughs> I'm filled with tinier men. <laughs> and like the littlest one. It's got a little Corvette with it. <laughs> because it's compensating, John, is that what you're saying? My Corvette is... Yeah, yeah. Fast. <laughs> if you have to explain the joke, yeah. It's fast and it zips around. I have a big dick. So I don't know what you're talking about. Big dick. I mean, that's just an awesome visual. A tiny penis driving a tinier Corvette. You know, it's like a... It, it can't be like a proportion size, you know, like it has to be <laughs> like there's this huge old dick and it's driving a Toyota Camry or something bulging out the windows. So there is a bunch of videos going around where someone face swap Trump into the office where he's Michael Scott. And it's, it's probably some of the funniest television I've seen in a long time. We'll Dropbox that for you, Sid. Yeah, put that in the Dropbox. Uh, Right-click, download, dog. File's done. You've got pictures. Donald Trump is Michael Scott. Is is the uh, you might want to YouTube that one. That one's fire. You know that's actually a pretty decent analogy because everybody thinks they're smarter than him, but nobody really wants to step up and do the job. So and he's like, hey, yeah, let, I'm gonna be the coolest president ever, and people are like, oh my god, this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. John, do yes, you have any uh, Netflix recommendations? Did you finish uh, <laughs> Altered Carbon? Yes, for the uh, third episode in a row, I have finished Altered Carbon. Have you finished it yet? <laughs> <laughs> finished Altered Carbon, for God's sake. Uh, I also finished the latest season of The X-Files, which was mostly bullshit. Um, put that in the Dropbox and watch it for free. Right-click download. Right-click download. I gotta say at least one thing about magic. If I go to the Dominaria pre-release and I open a Varric's Blade Wing, first thing I'm gonna do is get a sleeve. I'm gonna wrap it up, bro. God damn it, Sid. I wanna preserve yeah. that. I wanna preserve that fucking uh, quality, man. Sid. That's gonna be money. I wanna get everyone pregnant. I hate wrapping it up. Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that what got you in trouble in the first place? Yeah, in many, many aspects of my life. It also brought me the best thing that I ever had in my life, so.
if you do not sell literally every card you pull release weekend, you are a moron. Oh, you know, this I will, one man. more than I only ever play with them more than time. anyone. Do you know the buy a box promo is going for like 60 or 70 bucks right now, John? Yes, it is. And that's like something that everyone's going to have. That thing's going to be like $10. It's going to be less than $10 because the only people who want it are people who want a fucking tribal commander deck. Right. So they want one of them, right? Yeah, they, they want one of them. And uh, how many uh, tribal commander minotaur decks do you think are actually competitive before everybody does it once and then goes home crying because they realize it's shit? You know what, though? The thing is, in years, they might go back up to 60 or 70 because there wasn't like a print run of them in a set or whatever. But I, it's going to be reprinted in some sort of master's bullshit down the road. Of course it is. If you're, if you, you're dumb if you think that it's not. So it's the alternate art, I guess, you're paying for or whatever. But if you can get above $20 for this promo ebay ebay anything like the night of fucking christ like get rid of it like tell your buddy you want 30 bucks give it to me now you know and i'll hand it to you the second i get it for as quote unquote excited as people are about this set the prices for the cards are just not reflecting that it's a why are they playing so much towards commanders it feels like the last few releases like the masters 25 and this and that is like so many legendary shit it's like are commanders really making up that much of the secondary buyer's market? Uh, I think part of it is that when since they decided to go redo the block structure again, you know, when you're cutting out an entire set, it's easy to cut shitty commons and uncommons and rares, but the legendary ones are probably the ones that are harder to cut when you're doing something like that. So that's maybe why we've got more of them popping. I think it's also a design space that um, they're just trying out because I know one thing like from playing constructed now, it can be pretty soul crushing when there's like you get rid of like um, a flame wake Phoenix and then they just play like two more flame wake Phoenixes, you know, and like so I think it's going to be a more diverse it's going to lead to more diverse situations and constructed because you can't just like uh, jam two of the same legendaries at the same time. So, yeah, I, I could see that. But it's like when you're drafting, the worst thing is like when you're doing these master sets or whatever and you like you have two or three like legendaries, you're like, fuck, like those are just dead cards in my hand if I have one out there. You know what I mean? But it, I guess that's just kind of part of the game. It's like it's that powerful. You can only have one on the battlefield at a time. I I know what you're saying, man. And the thing is, is that legendaries aren't even necessarily that powerful. Like I've been playing a deck lately, Green Red Monsters, where um, I play two of Samut, Voice of Descent. And I mean, that's not. I mean, she's, don't get me wrong, like, she's strong five drop, but she's not as good as, say, like, Glorybringer. Like, Glorybringer is more powerful than Samu, in my opinion. And the thing is, Glorybringer, they're putting that in that, like, that mono-red deck that's out right now, where you can buy 30 bucks, you get a Hazaret, you get a Chandra, the, the four ability Chandra, you get... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You get, like, Bomat Couriers, you get that fucking dude. It's like... It's hard to keep value for Glorybringer if if you're printing a million of them. You know what I mean? 
Well, I don't think Glorybringer is supposed to be like a value card, man. It's just a standard staple. I don't think like Glorybringer is going to be showing up in modern where you can just play fucking Thunder Maw. You know? <laughs> like, I know, but it, I think it's amazing, though. I mean, I think it's so powerful that it could have a home in like some sort of big red strategy you know, big red strategy, but it's like there after it, it like triggers off to wait a whole turn sucks. But if you could like blink it and then swing it again and then shoot something again, it's like that thing is fucking gross. Yeah. Glory bringer is great, man. It's that's why it's like such a good standard staple right now. I don't think cards like, I don't think cards that are standard staples should be expensive. I'm actually for them reprinting the shit out of like everything that's good. I will also say that, Kind of leading up to eh, maybe rivals of this one. Um, the legendaries were kind of tilted toward green, maybe, or at least green had better legendaries. So it's also nice to see some. Uh, red, yeah, you have Rishkar yeah. is a badass green legendary. Yeah, there's not a lot. You're right, John. There's not a lot of legendaries that are being played in um, in standard right now, besides Karizev. Um, whatever gods right. they're playing, and, like Hazaret and Ronas. And the, yeah, and the ones that are, they're multicolor and they're kind of, you know, trick mechanic decks and stuff like that. So to see some kind of mono ones that are decent is nice. Well, the Scarab God's legendary. Yeah, don't want to forget about uh, that. Right, but that's, but that, I mean, that's not really, well, I mean, of course it is a legendary and everything, but when you're playing that, you're playing it with a very specific mechanic in mind. You know, it's not just like, you know, oh, here's a card I can drop in there at five and do some damage and some other fun stuff with. You know, once you get it on there, you're triggering this whole. Uh, right. You're campaign. bringing back your right. chupacabras yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah. God. Scarab God is such a fucking sweet card, dude. I've been playing the modern, like, uh, cube on MTGO. Scarab God, still probably one of the best cards. It's up there with Karn. It's up there with any of that shit. Because... Some guy dropped it and then started bringing back all my legendary baddest shit out of my graveyard. And just like, all right, I have a 4-4. Four, four. Fucking do this going to end your day. I was like, god damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not super impressed with this legendary cube they've got on MTGO right now. Cause it Wait, they brought really... the legendary cube back? No, the modern cube. Modern oh, okay. Dude, the legendary, legendary was cube was fucking yeah. sweet. That was the best cube. I wish they would bring that back, dude. But yeah, right now it's the modern cube and like I've been – I've been forcing mono green and I, I went to the finals like two in a row. And the last one, I just got fucking stomped out because you need harmonize. Well, yeah. There's a whole shit ton of standard cards in this modern cube. And it feels like it's really slanted towards uh, some of the stuff that's going on in standard right now. Maybe to show people like, Oh, look how good and powerful it is. Blah, blah, blah. But, or they're like, Hey guys, remember smugglers copter member Emrakul. <laughs> Yeah, we remember that smugglers copter. What's it going to do? So I heard like tireless tracker is like 25 bucks now or something like that. So that uh, that's a modern card. I didn't even realize like what modern deck was playing tireless tracker. Um, There is one that uh, humans humans is playing that. Yeah, it gives it gives a lot of it gives some card draw to white because of the token thing. So pretty much anywhere where you're doing Bant kind of shit, it's there. There was one deck. No, somebody mentioned one the other day where basically, um, and you basically, uh, oh God, I, I don't. I'll I'll put the deck in. But Sid, where can we find you, dude? We you should probably wrap this. Put the deck in the Dropbox. 
I said wrap it up, and then you're like, no, wait, uh, you're right. Let, we need to talk about magic at least for a couple of minutes. For a second, I'll put that in the middle of the show or something. I don't know. Oh, let's hey, let's talk about my favorite uh, subject to shit all over. All right, go ahead then. Yeah, uh, Morrow getting a little bit testy on the uh, on the Tumblr blog, and people are asking some some very basic questions about. Uh, the upcoming set here, and he is not having any of it. So you better think this is the best goddamn set ever, or he's going to shit all over you and your family. You know what's great about our our magic podcast is like no matter how in depth people are with with their shit, we're the only ones that attack Morrow's blog and on Tumblr. That's fucking awesome, John. I'm so glad that we do that because <laughs> we're not magic related other than that. Well. I- <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I don't even say it as, you know, attacking him, but like when people are asking like, hey, how does this extra legendary slot work? And he's just all, <laughs> you know, you just don't understand. It's like, no, people want to know this stuff. You know, no, you don't get offended because it's opaque. No, it's just funny because like you've never like looked at something from Mara and you're like, oh, that's a good thing. It, you just you follow it because so, it enrages you. I wake up in the morning and I eat a gigantic bowl of things that enrage me and then I shit out misery. <laughs> Welcome to my divorce. That's why we need you around here, John. You know, like, otherwise oh. it would just be two potheads and nobody would want to listen to nobody that. Nobody would want to listen to that. Yeah. Did you see that he, uh... No one wants to hear me and Sid suck each other off for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the uh, Dick Festival in Japan, <laughs> you're not going to Colorado for 420. You're going to the Dick Festival. Hell yeah! You're gonna find that woman with the cucumber dick in her mouth. All right, Sid, where can we find you? Oh. <laughs> you you just put all that stuff in and post, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can you can find me in Tim's Dropbox along with a collection of shitty movies, decks, and uh, God, I don't know what else is in there. I don't want to know what else is in there. Our password at at magicandhash at gmail is the the link. The password for our Dropbox is our crowning achievement here at Magic and Hash. And if you can figure that out, then you're in our movies. <laughs> the challenge question is: Are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you know our humor, you might be able to figure out our password and get in there because it's something funny about one of us. The password is dicks. Hey, it's not that funny, bro. It's just you know, it is what it's our prize gem. It is what it is, bro. It's our prize gem. I mean, okay, that's fine, but. At Magic and Hash, it is our number one prize possession. Don't be shining it up or anything. Just saying. Just saying, Sid. I need to visit it from time to time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we're not afraid of uh, Cambridge Analytica or anything here at Magic and Hash. If they, if they want to see what the fuck we're doing, they can go right ahead. They can be disgusted along with the rest of us. Thanks for joining us. All right. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter, Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out. 
I saw a story about a girl not even 20 yet She was bullied by some trolls just for being different And as I read I wondered how much further we'd be along If all society's bullies just disappeared and were gone It's not okay to say that someone is different from us all Assuming we are right and big And that they are wrong and small There's no excuse to make this poor girl feels she's off the plan Even if she self-identifies as a Wolf? Are you fucking kidding me? A goddamn wolf? That's what a stupid kid thinks she is? Thank God I kept on reading Can't believe I almost retweeted this You're not a martyr or a victim Just an attention whore Making a mockery of legit social movements from before You're literally crying wolf While kids out there are getting disowned for being gay So don't claim discrimination Cause you know damn well it's not the same In fact I take back what I said And who knows where we would be today Or what other crap these coddled kids would come up with And the bullies go away Just think of this song. 